So Snapchat, uh, yes, I'm extremely high on Snapchat. Um, I think there's a, a huge potential for marketers um, as I've been uh, talking about it uh, over and over and over. Um, uh, there's a lot of best practices and let me go through, uh, through a couple of them for you. Um, first and foremost, I think people need to understand with any storytelling platform, a platform comes along and there's no rules, right? There's no you know, set thing that one has to do uh, there is no best practices other than does your audience enjoy what you're putting out there. So for example, there's some people who are storytelling on Snapchat with pictures, some people with pictures and they're drawing on top of it, other people are doing videos, uh, some people are using Instagram stories and pushing people to Snapchat and then back first. There's a lot of different things you can do. Here's, here's an answer that I think will be very valuable to all of you. You know, through the years of my career on platforms, whether that was email, whether that was through .com, whether that was through blogging, then Twitter, then Facebook, then video, then YouTube within video, um, to Snapchat, to Instagram, it's always the same game. Every single platform has its own slight context. And so I would call that the kind of the dirt, the little things like, you know, is the length of the video or how many words or hyperlinking or, or emoji usage, the tactics. But to answer this question the best way for everybody, I think this is about the higher level thinking, the clouds, the, the religion behind it, which is you have to bring something of value to the other person on the other side. You know, at the end of the day, if, if, if you're not pretty, if it's not funny, if, it, if you're not charismatic, if it's not informational, you will lose. So my best answer to best practices on Snapchat is A, practice to get comfortable with the creation of it, but more importantly, it's about what you say. It, you know, whether you're gonna motivate somebody, again, whether you're gonna arouse somebody, I mean, like, this is real talk. Like, what value are you bringing to the end user? So at the end of the day, the best practice is to be, bring the best information or the best, the best, uh, the best uh, in, you know, entertainment, the, the best value prop. And in life, it's very basic. You know, it's either entertainment, it's escapism, uh, you know, it's information. There's only so many things that get us excited and will allow us to take time. So get comfortable with the platform, use it. I think back to other tactical things, I think taking over other people's Snapchat accounts to give you exposure, using your other social networks to build up your following, understanding that it's a younger, youthful, more you know, kind of fun culture, these are all important things within a Snapchat environment. Let's move forward. You always been. So thank you so much. This, this refers to kind of my betting and I, and I do think of it as what's overpriced, what's underpriced, where, where uh, here the question says what platforms are currently overpriced for performance? I think Google search, I think banner ads, I think pre-roll video, I think anything traditional is overpriced, television, radio, billboards. Now, again, do I think these things don't work? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think these things work. I just think they're overpriced. I think that paying the CPMs on a pre-roll on a media site is a bad idea when you can run the alternative underpriced things, which is I think you can get to those same users in a Facebook, in an Instagram, in a Twitter environment at a better price. So I think it comes down to um, very simply, I know DRock, you're working with my phone right now. Give it back to me uh, and then I'll give it back. This is underpriced. People's attention is here. And most people are not allocating enough money into ads within that environment. And obviously, again, Facebook, 
Instagram, Snapchat being the ad platforms that I'm most excited about. And Snapchat, by the way, because I know where that's going, the real ad product where uh, the API that's gonna be opening up is not fully there yet, but we'll see that in the fourth quarter um, when you're running ads in between people's stories at scale. I think that could be very interesting. So that's the kind of current landscape of overpriced, underpriced. I think the one other thing that's underpriced is influencers within the mobile device. So I think product placement and brand kind of JVs with uh, micro celebrities and celebrities within these environments can be underpriced unless you're going with the Kylie Jenners and, and some of the people with millions of followers. I think a lot of times those can be underpriced but boy do I love the sweet spot of 10,000 to 500,000 followers on, on on Instagram right now as being an incredible place where you can spend hundreds of dollars for a lot of exposure. Let's move forward. Similarly, any new and emerging platforms you see on the cusp of breaking out? I think Musical.ly is completely broken out to in the younger demo, so if you're trying to sell or, or influence eight to 15 year olds, which some small amount of your businesses, or if you're like me, look, I'm interested in eight to 15 year olds and I'm not kidding and I know that's, you know, if you take that quote out of context, I'll go to jail. But, you know, if there's a 12, nine year old me as a kid, uh, I, I would love right now to be influencing that person, right? There, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs and if you're an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old entrepreneur, my content, I wanna be at the forefront and I wanna be in your purview and I want you to know who I am. And so for individual uh, people who, you know, can wait 10 years for those people to become the market, that's interesting. Um, so anyway, um, punchline is, uh, I think Musical.ly is emerging. I'm also taking a look at Marco Polo, which has got a little bit of my, my attention uh, after school. Uh, it's got a little bit of my attention. I'm an investor in after school. I invested in something else. They pivoted into it. That's got my attention. I wanted to just disclose that. Um, um, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of little things right now. Here, here's what, you know, I'll answer this better. If you are not waking up every morning and checking the top 150 free apps on the Apple charts, you're making a huge mistake. That's where Marco Polo caught my attention. That's where Musical.ly caught my attention. That's where Snapchat caught my attention. It's a very simple way for a lot of you to keep up with where the opportunities are. So instead of uh, having you drink the water to this question, I'm gonna show you where the, the water is. Hey, I think I'm back now. Okay, good. So live video, Facebook, Periscope, um, you know, even Lively, which is a Musical.ly live app. Um, there's been a lot of people that have used it successfully. Uh, I think, you know, don't forget, anything that's real in society is real potential in the marketplace. So, you know, live video, you know, Lively, uh, Periscope, Facebook Live. Oh, to me, anything that's happening in real life uh, can be a real usage on the new world. So live video has always been valuable, right? Breaking news, the news industry, sports, you know, I, I think, um, and then personalities that are, you know, live on TV. So for most people that are watching here, using a live platform, capturing things that have more value in real time versus recorded is how you need to be thinking about it. So if there's a conference going on, if there's something going on in your office, if there's something happening, I really do think of it as breaking news. Um, what would the media companies that we all grew up with go live to? Sporting events, conferences, that's how you have to think when you have something of that value or interaction. What we're doing right now it, you know, could be recorded um, but if it was question and answer, for me by far the best usage so far on live video for me has been just interacting with my audience um, and engaging with them. Um, so that's that. Um, 
let me just go through it. I'll do it again. Uh, anything that's replicatable in real life, anything that the old media companies really, really brought you in live for, sporting, you know, live sporting events, you know, breaking news. I, I think using live platforms is a, is a great opportunity to show your audience something that's happening that's more valuable in live than it would be as a recorded uh, situation. I'd also say interaction, where I think live has brought enormous value is direct interaction, which is how do we interact with each other? How, for me, using live, Facebook Live and Periscope to engage with people has been extraordinarily valuable for me and uh, has brought my audience a lot of value. So for most of the people that are watching this right now, I do believe that, um, that, uh, that the engagement aspect of live, above and beyond even the content part, is the most important opportunity. Let's keep it going. What's your current view on podcasts and video podcasts? Where do they fit in B2B, B2C, marketplace? I'm a huge fan of any place that has attention. I think podcasts are crushing right now. Don't forget, we spend a lot of time traveling. Um, I think that audio podcasts have been a huge medium. I continue to see them grow. I think our, our phone is our radio. And so um, I think there's an enormous opportunity for growth in the podcast space, um, both on the B2B and B2C standpoint. Um, I think that anybody who's in a B2B environment needs to think about which podcast is popular in their genre and then they should create it. Meaning, if you're in the real estate industry and there's a real estate podcast that's doing well or a media company that, a magazine, a B2B magazine in real estate, Real Estate Monthly, you should become Real Estate Monthly if you're a real estate office because then you become media, not just somebody within it. Just like I did with Wine Library TV. I became the media, not just a retailer selling off the media. I think that's a really good idea. What should we be prepared for regarding digital marketing going into 2017? My friends, video, 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 video. It, you know, whether you're in front of the camera or, or you're putting out content, video consumption continues to grow. The power of video consumption in this environment is extremely important and I think a lot of people need to start paying attention to it way, way, way more. So more video, more content, more, 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 more. And following trends of where people's attention are, right? You know, at the end of the day, I think that, um, the more I think about 2017, the more I realize if you're not storytelling through this advice, device, you're gonna become, uh, really you're gonna become irrelevant quicker and quicker and so if you're living in a world where you're at the reliance of traditional media, if you're living in a world where you're in the reliance of traditional digital, which is you know, your website and email, You've got a vulnerability. You've got to really figure out how to become a bigger player in the emerging environments. Even with Wine Library and my wine store, I'm thinking more about our content strategy on Instagram and Snapchat than I am of just the growth of our email newsletter, even though that's where a lot of our revenue comes from. So continuing the process, running the marathon of being more digitally savvy in what digital means in 2017, which is a very different thing than what digital meant in 2007. And so uh, Instagram, Snapchat, live video, medium, podcasts, you know, keeping a little bit of an eye on where virtual reality is going in case any consumer thing pops. And inevitably, the one or two things that happened in 2017 that none of us can predict. You know, Instagram makes stories. That's a new way to story tell. We didn't see that coming in 2016. Snapchat becomes a beast. Most of us didn't see that happening in 2016. Um, you know, things like that. So, but video will continue because remember, a lot of what I believe is historical, which is movies and television were much more important platforms and much more consumed and much more pop culture, much more powerful than, than radio stars or authors. And so I, I just want to make sure everybody's realizing how big uh, of, uh, of the uh, 
of the world plays on, um, on, uh, on video. So that's that, I think we might be wrapping up. Yes, that's it, so I know I shotgun through that. I'm a little bit of a hyper character. You know, since I've got a minute or two, I'm just gonna say one other thing and I'm gonna send it back to Kathy. Um, I think that, uh, I think a lot of my answers, if you paid attention to them closely, speak to running on a treadmill, getting ready for the marathon. I think a lot of people that are watching this need to understand the following, which is, there's no way you're gonna be successful in whatever happens in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 if you aren't tasting the things of 2016 and 2015 and 2014. So if I can implore you to do anything, please don't draw lines in the sand and say Snapchat's stupid or I don't care about Musical.ly because I don't have eight I don't have an audience for 18, 16 year olds. I don't really either, but the reason I use it and play with it is because I may learn something on there that then becomes the mainstream. If everybody's made that decision about Facebook 10 years ago because it was only for college kids, they would have missed the entire ecosystem that we now live in. If everybody would have said that about the internet itself and Twitter because it was for nerds and people into tech, they would have missed everything that we now play on. So if you're watching this, I have to believe that you're curious about this, you have financial vested interest in this. Please be smart, make this a religious thing, which is every time something new comes along, you taste it a little bit. You don't know if your favorite food is sushi until you try it. That's how I think about tech. You've gotta try these things and understand them. Video, written word, audio. Even if you're embarrassed or things of that nature, you don't have to be the personality, but you have to understand how it works. Kathy, team, thanks for having me on. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Sending it to you.